This is episode 24 of Eat, Play, Sex. Here's a hot highlight for what's to come. It doesn't matter what your symptoms are. If it's infertility, if it's a lack of libido, if it's vaginal dryness, if it's premature ejaculations, it doesn't matter what the symptoms are. You have to get past fixing symptoms and ask the question, where is this coming from? This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with your Queens of Climax, Dr. Cat and Die, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Side effects of this podcast may include more lovemaking, hormone harmony, spontaneous sex, exceptional orgasms, less sugar cravings, and more sex cravings. In rare cases, listeners experience a strong desire to try new sexual positions and lube with organic edibles. If you experience moods happier than usual, contact your Facebook friends immediately. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I am nutritionist, detoxification, and hormone expert, Diane Kayser. And I'm sex expert, Dr. Cat. What's up, kitty cat? Uh, just hanging out. Hey, I'm getting kind of hungry. Can you pass me some bread? Did you just say, did you just say bread? Yeah, that thing over there. You didn't say bed, you said bread. No, I definitely said bread. I'm really hungry. Do you have any idea the amount of toxins are in that that's going to go straight to your brain and straight to your ovaries? Oh, God, Diane, that's such a fad diet. Don't even talk to me about that stuff. Fad. You're talking about the gluten-free? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear this all the time. That is a way that the companies are trying to mark up their products and make us pay like $8 per slice of bread. Okay, have you ever seen that scene from the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where that chick eats like the blueberry and she's not supposed to and then she like gets huge and floats to the top of the of the building so yeah that's gonna be you in about five minutes after you start eating this no way yeah can i just have a little bit just like a little crumb you know what i'm not the expert on this and so i really want to dial in who is because this is one of the most controversial topics of the 2000 era i believe and i think it's just like politics that can create this divide of are you a gluten eater or are you a non-gluten eater Hmm. She's a gluten eater, gluten eater, and she na na like the '80s song. Uh, something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'm judging because you're a gluten eater and I'm not. So. <laughs> Team gluten. You know Team what? Team pizza. Team pizza. <laughs> this is actually a topic that you know all judgment aside, lovers. We're going to take this seriously today so that you guys have the truth and you can make your own informed, educated decisions that impacts you, your sex life, your sex hormones, your family, your fertility. Gluten and grains today are so inflammatory and there's a lot of myths and a lot of lies and a lot of dogma. And so we really want to get real down and dirty with the truth about gluten and grains. And we're going to talk a lot about autoimmune disease. We're going to talk about sexual fertility. We're going to talk about sex hormones and how the things that mm, many of us are kind of addicted to, like Kat, in that little role play, it sounded like you were kind of addicted. Yeah. Yeah. So people who tend to be slightly addicted to, maybe delusionally, likely delusionally, oh, I could never quit bread. Hmm. Well, what if I just lick it? Right. If I just... Because you're a cat? Like, stick my tongue and just... Nah. Cat, it's yeah. you're not in the bedroom right now. Okay, we're at the dinner table. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna have to ask you to step away from the bed, the bread, and get into your bed, which is actually one of the key questions we have today. We're bringing on Dr. Tom O'Brien. We're bringing in the big guns here. We're not talking to someone who just, oh yeah, you know, I put a couple clients or patients on a gluten-free diet, and here was the results. This is a man who has dedicated his life to exploring one of the most toxic things of this century, potentially. In my mind, this is what I see of it. We're not going to give you guys a lot of fear tactics. We're not going to create a lot of fear where you're going to feel pushed back. Our goal at the end of this is we want you to feel super inspired because this is the key question. Why should we consider skipping the bread so that you can be your best in bed and beyond. So before we get into Dr. Tom, I just wanna thank you guys. We wanna thank you guys from the bottom of our heart and unicorn horns for following us and for spreading the news, for tuning in and leaving reviews and then trying some of the suggestions that we give to you on these shows, the products we've got on the page, your product, your supports, your feedback is 
truly, truly from the bottom of our hearts, really, really appreciate it um, because it really is helping other people around you. So know that if, if please do not hoard this information, there's so many people literally that are dying for this information because our goal is to get you to eat, play and sex better so that you can improve every aspect of your life. So if you haven't yet, please head over to eatplaysex.com where you could subscribe to the show. Um, make sure you connect with us and in our individual website pages, grab our free guides to boost your confidence, vitality and sex life. Make sure you also remember that we're giving away one free Yumi pleasure toy each month to a lucky listener. This is something that we pretty much use, I don't know, four or five times a week. I haven't used it over the weekend because I've been feeling kind of sick. But I used it this morning. I th- okay, I, used I think it this is like a usual thing. I think yeah, it is. Before our shows, I'm like, I say this every show. Yeah, metabolic mocha and masturbation. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is I don't a good like morning th- ritual. Yeah, I would Get rather have that. pleasure instead of masturbation, but the M went with it. So yeah, pleasuring yourself in some way. And and today we're gonna talk about the things that take away your pleasure and your joy and your ability to be present and mindful because you've got this wheat belly thing going on. So if you guys are interested or are just dying to win this, hashtag eat, play sex on your favorite social media platform and share the episode. We're following you guys just as you're following us and we are here. The show is for you. So let's get into our show and our incredible guests. We've got some really cool things for you guys today that you can take with you at the end to some executable uh, steps that you can take into your life. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Dr. Tom O'Brien. This man has been a game changer in my practice, game changer. And you'll hear why throughout the show, um, but his goal is to make it easy to do the, th- the right thing. He's internationally recognized, admired, and compassionate speaker focusing on food sensitivities, environmental toxins, <clears throat> gluten, and the development of autoimmune diseases, one of which I had and reversed thanks to some of Dr. Tom O'Brien's research. Um, his audiences discover that it is through a clear understanding of how you got to where you are that you and your doctor can figure out what it will take to get you well. So some of the things we're going to talk about today in November, 2016, Dr. Tom O'Brien released betrayal, the autoimmune disease solution. They're not telling you this is not conspiracy. This is actual truth. And he's rolling it out. It's an investigation into why our immune system designed to protect us begins accidentally attacking our own tissues. This is how we define autoimmune disease. Currently, over 500,000 people worldwide have watched the docu-series, which is betrayaldocumentary.com. So I can go on and on about the amazingness that Dr. Tom is, but Tom, I would like to pass you over a bun uh, and, and just you know break bread with you and just say thank you for all that you do. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. A sticky bun. I haven't had a sticky bun in years. <laughs> sticky bun. Let's <laughs> have so some cinnamon. Yeah, sticky buns. Um, did you eat those when you were a kid? You know, um, uh, my thing was Hostess apple pies. Uh, oh. I think I, oh. I think I had one most most every day, or at least a couple times a week in my lunch with my white bread, peanut butter, and jelly sandwiches, or whatever else my mother was making. But but Hostess apple pies was my thing. Yeah, me too. I totally forgot about that until you mentioned it. The one that had the chocolate in it. Oh man. And, and even then, things were different. The ingredients in those were different. And the way that grains and, and gluten was harvested back then was totally different from today. And this is some of what we want to talk to you guys about today. So, Dr. Tom, you've done a lot of work on this, uh, the docu-series, the book, the, the many, many interviews that you've done, the many practitioners, including myself, who idolize you in the most um, loving way. Like, I, I could go for the rest of my life without knowing anything about any actors or actresses, but I follow you like crazy and I just appreciate so much of your work. And I want to sprinkle some of that to us today uh, and the listeners so they can navigate this maze. You're an amazing, amazing Sherlock Holmes for chronic disease. So I, I, what we were thinking about starting the show is getting into the statistics of autoimmune disease, them being on the rise and when it's one of the fastest growing diseases. And why do our listeners need to know about that? Great. Thank you. Um, I'd like to give a visual first for everyone so that we're all on the same page. So when you have a symptom or even a diagnosis like Hashimoto's thyroid disease or depression and you need to take an antidepressant or you're chronically fatigued, whatever the symptoms are, it's like you've fallen over a waterfall and crashed into the pool below and you swim up to the surface and you spit out the water <laughs> and you're floating. You know, you're trying to stay afloat, and, but the water's really turbulent because the waterfall keeps pouring into the pond. But you're trying to stay afloat and you're in, you're in the, the turbulent waters of your symptoms 
whatever your symptoms are. You're in the turbulent waters. And so everyone's looking for the right life jacket to stay afloat in the pond of your symptoms. Nothing wrong with that. But we stay there with that life jacket. We think we're fine with that. If you need a life jacket, if you need medication, you take the medication. Don't be stupid. You take the medication, but then you ask the question, why am I in this pond? What happened here? Then you have to get out of the water with the life jacket on if you need it. You go back up the hill, up to the top of the waterfall. You walk back upstream to figure out what fell in the river. What happened? Did, did my mother take antibiotics during the pregnancy with me? Was, I, um, w- was she unable to have a natural childbirth so I did not get inoculated with the good bacteria coming down the vaginal canal? Did I have, did I have recurrent ear infections as a kid or sinus infections, taking lots of di- um, antibiotics that wiped out or greatly diminished the diversity of my microbiome, the good bacteria? What set you up? Where is this symptom? Whatever the symptom is, where is it coming from? And your generation, and I assume that most of your listeners are about uh, the same generation you guys are, you guys need to wake up. You really need to wake up. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you why. Because you can't live in life jacket therapy anymore. You yeah. can't look for the best diet. You can't look for, well, you know, if I do paleo, you know, I get buff. I feel great. I'm buff. You can't look for and just base it on how you feel. You have to get educated by listening to interviews like this, this show, listening to docu-series, listening to experts, kind of wrestle with the information, and you will develop questions that relate specifically to you and your families. Now, about autoimmunity, Alzheimer's is autoimmune. Parkinson's is autoimmune. Cardiovascular disease is initiated with autoimmune mechanisms. In general, autoimmune diseases are are classified as the number three cause of getting sick and dying in the world. Number three. But when you include cardiovascular disease, cancers, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, it becomes the primary mechanism that's going on behind the scenes in your body for when you eventually are going down. Now, if you pull a chain, the chain always breaks at the weakest link. It's at one end, the middle, the other end, it's your heart, your brain, your liver, your kidneys, wherever your genetic weak link is, that's where you're going to go down when you pull on the chain too hard. So the key is to learn how am I pulling on the chain and stop pulling on the chain or reduce pulling on the chain irrespective of what pond, turbulent pond of symptoms you're in. It doesn't matter what your symptoms are. If it's infertility, if it's a lack of libido, if it's vaginal dryness, if it's premature ejaculations, it doesn't matter what the symptoms are. You have to get past fixing symptoms and ask the question, where is this coming from? And here is why. It was 10 months ago, maybe 11, that the World Wildlife Fund published a study in conjunction with two major universities. And they said between 1970 and 2012, in 42 years, there has been on average a 58% reduction of all mammalian life on the planet. 58% of everything wiped out, wiped out in 42 years. And when they broke that down to look at those mammals that live near fresh water, it's 78%. of all the bobcats, all the owls, all the woodpeckers, all the cougars, all of the beavers, 78% reduction in all wildlife in 42 years. Why? They're drinking the water. And if you were drinking the water coming out of the streams or the rivers by your house, you'd get cancer quicker. You'd be unable to reproduce quicker, just like the animals. Now, this is in 42 years. Then you take with that. I just last night went and saw Al Gore's uh, in, in, uh, in Unconvenient sequel. I just saw it last night. It just drops your jaw. You know, in the wake of these hurricanes that just happened a couple of weeks ago, in the wake of all that, never before recorded in history, apocalyptic storms. You know, that's the language that, that the National Weather Service is using. You got to wake up, guys. The weather is not going to get better. It's not going to be more calm. 
it's going to get worse that we are close to the, I just downloaded a study yesterday, the extinction of the species. And they're talking, talking about humans living on the planet in 50 years. We have to wake up. You know, I, I think about what you just said as a visual, whenever we can look at, if we stop and pause in the midst of our busy life and think about what we're doing here, our, our, our goal is to reproduce and along the way, enjoy sex and, and sex is to reproduce. And when I think about, you know, you said cougar and you said beaver and I'm like, haha, you know, all these terms that we use in the, in the, you know, Oh, I did a sex. pun. I yeah, didn't even know. Fun. Yeah, you were doing really awesome puns. I was like, you're on it. I mean, you must have definitely not eaten um, gluten for the last like 10 years because you're super sharp. And, and I'm thinking about, you know, when I have the visual of these crazy weather patterns and like you said, the destruction of our animal kingdom and our plant kingdom, what's happening on the outside of us is a mirror of what's happening on the inside of us. Our internal health is only as healthy as our external world. And when you start to see the craziness of the extreme weather patterns, the same thing is happening internally with extreme weather patterns. That is what you're referring to as autoimmune disease. So exactly right. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you an example. Bisphenol A, BPA is a commonly known chemical that is used in molding plastic. Now that's plastic bottles, soft contact lenses, um, any form of plastic, saran wrap, Tupperware, this stuff leaches into foods, into beverages very, very easily. So uh, in, in my book, The Autoimmune Fix, I give lots of little pearls, and here's one of them. When you go to the coffee shop and you order a coffee or a tea, whatever you're getting, you can't use the lid that they give you because the lid, the heat, the steam from the hot beverage The steam goes up to the underside of the lid, it condenses, it drips back down into the coffee full of bisphenol A. When you tilt the cup up to your lips and the the hot beverage hits the underside of the lid and tapers down into the opening coming into your mouth, it's full of bisphenol A. Bisphenol A, molecule for molecule, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, is as potent as the most potent estrogen called estradiol. Molecule for molecule. And this stuff binds onto estrogen and testosterone receptor sites in your body. When it binds onto estrogen and testosterone receptor sites in your body, the way it does that is the way that hormones work. Hormones are in your bloodstream. They're traveling in the bloodstream. And on cells that use a particular hormone, there is a receptor site sitting on the outside of the cell facing the bloodstream. A receptor site is like a catcher's mitt. The pitcher throws the ball to the catcher. And so when you um, uh, are exposed to bisphenol A, gets in your bloodstream, it goes right into those receptor sites. Now, when hormones go in, when estrogen goes into an estrogen receptor site, like a fastball going into the catcher's mitt in a baseball game, right in there, it opens the door. It's like a doorknob that opens the door and allows estrogen inside the cell. That's how hormones get inside your cells to do what they do. Having hormones in your bloodstream is okay, but your bloodstream is just a highway. You know, it's just a highway. I mean, you've got to get the stuff into the cells. So hormones go into the receptor site, turn the doorknob, open the door, let the hormone go into the cell. That's the function of receptor sites. BPA goes into estrogen receptor sites, but it doesn't turn the doorknob. It just sits there in the receptor sites. It sits in the receptor sites for estrogen and for testosterone. Now you've got receptor sites that are full of bisphenol A. When you have receptor sites full of bisphenol A, now estrogen's going by in the bloodstream. It can't get into the catcher's mitt. It's like the pitcher throwing a fastball to the catcher, but he's got three baseballs in his glove already. The fastball just bounces out. It can't get in. That's estrogen resistance. That's what happens when, or thyroid resistance, in the case of your thyroid receptor sites with uh, um, uh, chlorine, uh, or androgen resistance, yeah, exactly, androgen resistance with testosterone. Now, the thing about wheat is that when you have a sensitivity to wheat, you develop estrogen and androgen resistance because these wheat molecules, they sit in receptor sites. And you trigger an autoimmune response going into the receptor site. 
So we'll go into the androgen resistance and the estrogen resistance. But the first thing I want to talk about is, for example, bisphenol A, because you're tying our inner health to the health of the planet. B, BP, the, um, it, it used to be that we would say, well, let's check your child, Mrs. Smith, for uh, urine levels of this toxic chemical BPA. Uh, uh, we don't even do that anymore because everybody's got BPA. Yes. Yeah. The average, the average newborn today, 186 toxic chemicals at birth in their bloodstream. Holy crap. Oh 186. God. That just pisses me off. I get so, and I can hear it in your voice that that's what's behind your, your mission here is, is education and awareness. Yes. Oh, exactly. Because the, the toxicity of the world that you guys have inherited from my generation, it's embarrassing for me mm. what we've done. You know, we, we were just mindless as to what we were doing with all these chemicals that we just allow, you know, in general pediatrics, 250, 250 pounds of toxic chemicals per person per day are being dumped in the U.S. So there's, there's three of us on that call. That's 750 pounds of toxic chemicals every day being dumped in the U.S., just representing the three of us. Uh, I feel like a trash can right now. <laughs> That's exactly right. We are all trash cans. Hey, I'm so, I'm so, did you get trashed last night? Uh, not and drink anything. I'm just right, trashed right. all the time. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit. I'm just gonna sit here and eat my bread. Nom 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 nom. nom. This is critically important for you guys to understand because what's going to become a primary focus the more that this information is carried out there, and we just need doctors to review what I'm saying, just look at the studies and you do an OMG again. Oh my God, look at this stuff. I didn't know this. I didn't know this because what's going to be critically important, a primary focus for you and your families and your future children is detoxification and reduce exposures. Primary focus because we've crossed the line. We're reducing, we're eliminating the species on the planet now because of the toxicity. We've crossed the line, and humans are next on the list of mammals going down. Last year, for the first time in, I don't know, at least 20 years, maybe ever, for the first time, the World Health Organization statistics showed that the average lifespan in the U.S. went down. For the first time, it went down last year. Only a tenth of a, a year, but it went down. Even it's though we're gone. spending more money than we ever have been on quote-unquote medical research and cures. <laughs> Oh, uh, in, in, another, in other studies that the World Health Organization does every year, consistently for the last five years, uh, I, I went back five years, it was for every year, the U.S. is ranked number one in the world in healthcare technology. We spend more money, we have the most sophisticated diagnostic equipment of any country in the world, and we're ranked in the bottom five of 53 industrialized countries every year for healthcare effectiveness. Yep. Number one, number one, when money spent, bottom five for effectiveness of that health care. Okay. So follow the money. The transition, correct. Right there is the transition where Dr. Thomas done a really good job at setting the stage to get you guys to listen. The, the last half of the show, we're going to get into some executable steps that you can do to stay ahead of all of this by reducing your exposure. I like to say that every year that they're adding more and more of these toxins to the air, you've got to be four. And then the next year, maybe five steps ahead, maybe six steps ahead, because it's not going to stop. We have to wake up. We have to stop blindly trusting that the system, quote unquote, has our best interests at, my, at heart because the it, we're waking up and the more that people like Dr. Tom uh, are out there speaking about it, the more we're hoping that you guys will take this information. And again, if you went a Yumi or not, you know, the, our, our pleasure toy, please, this is our duty to share this information with other people who don't know about it. So let's get into a big one, Dr. Tom, if we can get into gluten. And I know that this is one that you started, you know, your research on, and now you're just like a huge encyclopedia of all the different toxins that we're exposed to. Um, you know, Dr. Kat and I role played. She's like, oh, you know, that's just a fad. So can we get into um, gluten being... Something that is celiac versus sensitivity versus like now what they're using glyphosate in it. You know, who sure. has issues with gluten? Who should know about this? Sure. You bet. You bet. All right. I'm going to give you the big picture because it gives you a, a, a the big understanding of all this. Mrs. Patient, proteins are like a pearl necklace. Hyd and when you eat a protein, hydrochloric acid made in your stomach undoes the clasp of the pearl necklace. So it's off your neck and you're holding now you're holding a string of pearls. Your digestive enzymes act as scissors 
So the enzymes from your pancreas, from your liver, your gallbladder, the microbiota, these enzymes act as scissors to cut the pearl necklace smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until you cut it down to each pearl of the pearl necklace. That's the process of digestion. And each pearl of the pearl necklace is called an amino acid. The amino acids get absorbed into the bloodstream. They go right through the walls of the intestines into the bloodstream. The inside lining of your intestines is lined with cheesecloth, and it only lets certain size molecules go through. So uh, the proteins have to be snipped smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until they're individual amino acids. Then they go right through the cheesecloth into the bloodstream, and then they're traveling in the bloodstream, and they're the brick and mortar that you make new bone cells with, and new skin cells, and new heart cells, and hormones, and it's the brick and mortar. But nothing other than the single pearl of the pearl necklace, or maybe two pearls called a dipeptide, nothing but a single amino acid or a dipeptide is supposed to get through the cheesecloth. The problem with wheat for humans, and I'm just gonna tell you the science, and you, you, you guys can look it up if you don't believe me, but this is just the science. The problem with wheat is that no human has the scissors to break down wheat proteins into each pearl of the pearl necklace. All we can do is break it into clumps, cut it down into clumps of the pearl necklace. There's a 33 pearl clump called alpha gliden. There's a 17 pearl clump, a 21 pearl clump, all these different clumps of the pearl necklace, which are too big to get through the cheesecloth into the bloodstream. The problem with wheat is that these clumps of the pearl necklace activate an immune response in the intestines. You produce a little inflammation because these clumps of the pearl necklace aren't supposed to be there. You know, these, these huge peptides are not supposed to be around. So you get some inflammation. When you cross the line of tolerance, and that can be when you're two years old, 22 years old, 92 years old, it can happen at any point in your life, children can be born, infants can be this way, where you no longer can tolerate these clumps of the pearl necklace, you start making the inflammation, you activate the inflammation response. When you activate the inflammation response in your gut because of loss of oral tolerance, and I'll come back to why do we get loss of oral tolerance, that's really important. But when you activate the inflammatory response, now you tear the cheesecloth. That tearing of the cheesecloth is called intestinal permeability, or the slang term is the leaky gut. Most people- Oh yeah, I had that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most people have heard about that. And no, no. And it, when you tear the cheesecloth and you get the leaky gut, now these larger clumps of the pearl necklace, these peptides, get into the bloodstream. When these larger clumps of the pearl necklace from wheat, these peptides get into the bloodstream, your immune system says, whoa, what's this? This is not something I can use to make new bone cells or brain cells or hormones. I better fight this. Now you make antibodies to that clump of the pearl necklace. Now you're making antibodies to peptides of wheat. It can be gluten or different peptides. When you make antibodies to these peptides of wheat, the immune system is looking at that particular peptide and it's looking at the vest that that peptide is wearing in your bloodstream. It's, it's the amino acid signature. It's looking at the vest. Let's say it's a camouflage vest. Now the immune system has made antibodies looking for the camouflage vest and the amino acid signature may be, I'm gonna say AABCD. So your immune system is making antibodies looking for A, A, B, C, D in the bloodstream. That's the signature of that poorly digested peptide of wheat that got into the bloodstream through the leaky gut. Now you got antibodies in your bloodstream going after A, A, B, C, D. Everywhere it finds it, A, A, B, C, D. When your blood is going past the thyroid in this example, I'm gonna give you the example of thyroid, but it could be any tissue in your body. Blood goes everywhere. When the blood's going by the thyroid, the surface of the thyroid facing the bloodstream is made up of proteins and fats. Proteins are made up of hundreds of amino acids. The hundreds of the amino acids of the proteins of the surface of the thyroid facing the bloodstream include AABCD as part of the sequence of the amino acids. 
Now the antibodies that are going through the bloodstream looking for these peptides of wheat, A, A, B, C, D, says, oh, look over there. And it fires a chemical bullet called a cytokine at the thyroid, at that thyroid cell, because it says A, A, B, C, D. It's got a camouflage vest on. When the antibodies... I feel like right now I'm on the magic school bus and I'm going through my body and I'm watching all of these things occur. Does anybody else feel that? (laughs) Yeah, we should have the who in the background singing magic bus. Yeah, right? (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, uh, going to date myself there, but that's... that's... I got you. I got you. Uh, (laughs) I went on a date with myself last night. I did too. I did too. I had lots of bread. Dr. Tom, you should definitely date yourself often like we do. When when you make antibodies to the thyroid or, or to when the antibodies to wheat fire at the thyroid, you damage the thyroid cell. When you damage the thyroid cell, you make antibodies to get rid of the damaged thyroid cell. Segway concept that connects. Mrs. Patient, you have an entire new body every seven years. Every cell in your body regenerates. Some cells are really quick, like the inside lining of your guts every three to five days. Some cells are very slow, like your bone cells are slow. But every, every seven years, you have an entire new body. Oosh. How does that happen? Your body, when cells get old or they get damaged from radiation, you know, you take a flight or you're up at 8,000 feet skiing or something and you've been exposed to more radiation or you get a sunburn. When cells get damaged, your body has to make antibodies to get rid of the damaged cells. That's why you, when you do a blood test, there's a normal reference range for antibodies to your thyroid. There's a normal, why is there ever a normal level of antibodies to your own tissue? Well, there's a normal level because you got to get rid of the old damaged cells to make new cells. And so there's a reference range. And as long as you're within the reference range, you're cleaning up as many cells as you're making and everything's fine. But when you have elevated antibodies to your tissue, that's autoimmunity. That's when you're destroying more cells than you're making. So now let's go back to AABCD, the antibodies to wheat going through the bloodstream. They see AABCD on the surface of the thyroid in this example. They fire the chemical bullet at the thyroid. They damage that thyroid cell. Now you have to make more antibodies to your thyroid to get rid of the damaged cells from the antibodies to wheat. That's called molecular mimicry. That's the term for it. It's a big Scrabble word term, the molecular mimicry. Now, that's not a problem unless you have toast for breakfast <laughs> and a sandwich yeah. for lunch. Avocado toast is my favorite, Dr. Tom. That's great. It's well, my favorite. We will put that on your tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> my tombstone's going to look real good. <laughs> A bagel for breakfast, a salad for lunch with croutons, pasta for dinner, ravioli for a cookie. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it goes on and on, day after day after day. And and if if the weak if the weak link in your chain, if the weak link in your chain is your thyroid, you make antibodies to your thyroid from the sensitivity to wheat. If the weak link in your chain is your brain, you make antibodies to myelin, which is a saran wrap around your nerves. From a sensitivity to wheat, and that's the mechanism of MS. Oh wow! If the weak link in your chain is your muscles, you make antibodies. Uh, the antibodies to wheat will go after your muscles. That's a woman that I'm dealing with now in Sweden that's got a life-threatening disease. She's seen seven doctors. No one can figure out what's wrong. Uh, she has an autoimmune disease, killing off her muscles. There's a wheat sensitivity in her. There's probably more for her, but there's a, that's the weak link in her chain. So wherever the weak link in your chain is, that's why when you have a sensitivity to wheat, when you've crossed that line, loss of oral tolerance, wh- whenever you cross that line, it can manifest in any tissue of your body. It can be ovarian cysts, fibroids. I want to ask you more about that because what I'm thinking, Dr. Tom, is a lot of our our, uh, listeners, they um, might have issues surrounding sexuality or uh, infertility. And what I was reading with with gluten, how it can impact uh, male sperm production. Yes. Yes. And then maybe you can tell me a little more about the little guys that swim. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, It can easily be if the weak link in your chain, guys is your reproductive system, wheat can cause androgen resistance. Androgen is the category of hormones, male hormones, the androgens. 
But females have and, them too. Right, right. Just like men have estrogen. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the majority of, uh, the, there's a larger amount of androgens produced in males usually than in females. Although today, and this is one of the reasons why, the average male in America today has one third the testosterone that his grandfather had at the same age. That's the average. Now, what does that mean? That means premature ejaculations, loss of libido, um, uh, low sperm counts, infertility. Guys, and I can't, I, I don't know how many couples I've helped with infertility by getting the guys off wheat as a component of this. Oh my God. It's not just the woman. You know, that's having the problem. A woman may be fine, especially when all the tests are fine for a woman, but they're going to shotgun hormones in her to see if it helps. <sighs> I can't stand Dude, that. Dude, put down your pizza, put down your beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So the, the, the important concept here is that any tissue of the body can be affected. Androgen resistance is pretty common with men with a wheat sensitivity. It's not just gluten. There's other components of wheat besides gluten. Let's get into that because I hear people going, oh, well, you know, you know, I, 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 I already hear it happening in their heads. Like, oh, well, you know, pizza is my favorite. I'll never quit pizza. You know, I hear it. And oh, you know, the same thing, like our role earlier. Oh, it's probably just a genetic thing or, you know, it's an it's a when it happens and then they'll have to deal with the thing. So can we talk about like the glyphosate and all the other parts of it that have over the years, why all of a sudden we have this massive influx of inflammation related diseases, particularly caused by grains and gluten specifically? You bet. You bet. Uh, so GMOs and uh, glyphosate have a role to play, but it, it's only a role. Um, it's, it, it's not the only culprit. It's a primary culprit, but it's not the only culprit. The problem here is loss of oral tolerance. That's the big, big kahuna picture when you lose tolerance. And what we have to do for everyone who's listening is stimulate the desire to build more internal tolerance so that your body can handle the, the chemical stresses that you're being exposed to. Your bodies are worn down right now, people, in terms of their ability to handle the chemicals of life. We just don't know because it's not making us sick all the time. But our resilience is being worn down dramatically. So what we, uh, so it's all of the top, 250 pounds per person per day. Think about that for a moment. That's almost Every the day. average of how much the Americans are on their way to weighing. Yeah, exactly. Because of these chemicals, the obesity, like like you said, is obesity, sleep issues. Like every single thing is traced back to toxicity instead of just focusing on, oh, I've got this unique and special disease that like the doctors are pumping me full of drugs, which are the very thing that's actually going to perpetuate another disease. So going back to the roots and why this is all happening. Exactly. Let's talk about glyphosate to your question. Uh, what, what Monsanto did, and they published their study saying glyphosate um, um, does not have any effect on humans. And they hired some scientists and did the studies. And it's hard to argue with that because the way the studies were done is fairly valid that the glyphosate, unless it's high amounts, do not destroy human cells. The inert ingredients in because uh, Roundup is 30-some percent glyphosate, and then the rest of it they categorize as, as inert ingredients. But the inert ingredients in Roundup are extremely toxic to human cells, but they're just a category of inert ingredients, so we won't talk about those. That was, that was the logic that Monsanto used to get the FDA to approve uh, Roundup. Now, glyphosate... Uh, will give them that in doses that humans are exposed to may not damage human cells. What glyphosate does do is destroys the microbiota, the good bacteria in the gut. No question it does that. And the result of glyphosate ex- exposure is that you get much higher levels of a particular family of microbiota called Firmicutes. Now, the Firmicutes family of microbiota, they're good guys for you in some cases, but when there's an excess, they're a big problem. I always say there's nothing cute about Firmicutes. <laughs> yes. I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you an example. The Pima Indians. The Pima Indians live in, lived in the southwest uh, four corners of the, of the U.S., all desert there. How did those people survive for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years? 
You can't grow crops there. How did they survive? The ones that survived and reproduced were the ones that were extremely efficient at hoarding calories and utilizing whatever calories they could get. Now, that mechanism is controlled by the Firmicutes family of bacteria. They're the ones that hoard calories. So the Pima Indians that survived and reproduced, and the microbiome is always passed on through the mother to the infant, that those that survived and reproduced were born with higher levels of Firmicutes. So anything they got their hands on to eat, they could hoard and utilize high, level, high percentages of those calories. Fast forward to today. The Pima Indians of today who are eating the diets of the standard American diet, 50% uh, uh, of Pima Indians, 5-0, 50% of them are morbidly obese and have type 2 diabetes by the age of 35. What? Oh my goodness. 50%. Right. And it's because of their microbiome. It's because it was a genetic safety mechanism for survival. Now, let me, ex let me give you a jaw dropper on this. The Pima Indians are the exact same genetic family, the same tribe as the Taramahara in northern Mexico. The Taramahara never ate the standard American diet. The Taramahara are the ones that the book Born to Run is all about. They're the same as the Pimas. They're the same family. They're cousins. The same genetics. The Taramahara have that same microbiome that the Pima Indians have. But the Pima Indians, born and raised, eating the American diet with this microbiome that hoards calories, morbidly obese, and type 2 diabetes, 50% of them by the age of 35, the Taramahara are that tribe of Indians that can run marathons every day. They, they can run 100 miles. I mean, you read the book, Born to Run, and you go, oh, my God, look at these people. They're the same people as the Pima Indians. It's the microbiome. Okay, let me, um, just for you listeners, our, our lovers listening, um, if you want to learn more and dive deeper into the microbiome and what Dr. Tom's referring to, we had two really powerful interviews with Karan Krishnan about this. I uh, can't remember exactly the numbers, but um, we talked a lot about uh, oxytocin and the importance of, you know, this is actually how Kat and I kicked off our show when Dr. Kat interviewed me for Playboy Radio. The theme was, if you want to get out of your sex rut, address the gut. And Everything starts in your gut. It's the center of your universe. It's right in the middle. And this is where hormones are made and nutrients are broken down or hormones are metabolized and, and you poop, you, you remove waste from the body from there. And so it's a very delicate, beautiful, vast universe that we're still learning a ton about. And that's why Dr. Tom is so awesome and why it took him, I'm sure, so long to write this book is because there's always new information. And so you, you, you gotta have some, a tribe that you're following that, that you can trust, like Dr. Kat and myself follow Dr. Tom that, that you can see is on top of the most recent research because it is changing so quickly. Um, and hopefully what will change quicker is that you guys can start taking some actionable steps to improve your diets in your life and your sex life and fertility and everything. So I'd like to transition over. So it sounds like the answer, Dr. Tom is, is gluten, um, toxic to everyone. And it sounds like a universal. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, unfortunately, it's true. But you may not have symptoms until you cross until you cross the line. So, um, just to close this out, what I would recommend everyone consider: do a test to see have I crossed the line? Have I have I crossed over? And now my immune system is fighting wheat. If my immune system is fighting wheat, all right, I get it. My body, because your immune system is just the armed forces in your body. It's the Army, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, Navy. It's there to protect you. And if you've called out the Marines, if you've got IgA antibodies elevated to different peptides of wheat, you got a problem. Whether it's making you sick when you eat it or not, it's going to manifest as MS or rheumatoid arthritis or, or kidney or Hashimoto's or kidney disease or, or reproductive yeah. troubles. Wherever the weak link is for you. So the test. The test is called the Wheat Zoomer. Wheat Zoomer. Zoomer. It's the most comprehensive test on the market. It's unbelievable. Never before has a laboratory been proud to publish, uh, the technical term is, their sensitivities and specificities on their lab test. Well, this one is 99% sensitive, 100% specific. 
Well, there's never been a lab test with these kind of numbers, and this comes from Mayo Clinic. They yeah. published that. Yeah, because if you go into your doctor, you know, I, I, I've done this for experimentation. I really didn't have IBS, but I had some issues going with my gut that I wanted to just run by a doctor so I could have myself the experience. I wanted to biohack the experience of what my clients and patients were going through. And of course, we don't believe in leaky gut is what they say. We don't believe in leaky gut. Uh, and then it's like, well, if you, and then I'm saying, well, I would like to run a test to see if I have uh, issues with wheat. And, and I've read in your, in your research that you said something like seven out of nine tests are incorrect or something. So can you talk about that, Dr. Tom? If you go to your doctor and ask for these tests, what you're going to get? That was me. Yeah. That was Dr. Cat. Yeah. It was. Yeah. You bet. Um, uh, and it's so very common. Well, it's really simple now because of all the information we laid out at the beginning of the show. Every doctor, when they check you for wheat, they look at one peptide of poorly digested wheat called alpha-glidin. They look at one. But there's 62 different clumps of the pearl necklace. Oh, God. What? Yeah, 62 that can go ah. through the tears in the cheesecloth, get into the bloodstream. Your immune system makes antibodies to them. Well, if you're only checking one and it comes back negative, the only thing that they can honestly say is you are not making antibodies to this one peptide of wheat. That's all they can say. Mm. But uh, so the wheat zoomer test, it's the best on the market. It looks at 26 different peptides of poorly digested wheat. There's nothing like it in the world. The previously cutting edge tests looked at 10. That's called Cyrex Labs. Oh, and right, their, right. Test, their test looks at 10. Uh, but this one looks at 26 and the accuracy is much higher. You know, Dr. Tom, I actually, I took those tests from my doctor multiple times. They always came out negative. This was like eight years ago. And I worked with Diane and, and I didn't realize how much inflammation I was walking around with in my body until I started working with Diane and we flushed all of that out. I wonder if there are specific things that our listeners, all our lovers could do to help reduce this inflammation besides just cutting out the gluten? Are there specific herbs or uh, supplements or, or anything that they need, they, foods they can be taking? Oh, that's a really good question. And the answer is absolutely yes. And I'd even take it further. Every one of you listening, you want to live into your 70s and 80s and 90s. You want to take your grandkids hiking in the Alps and have a brain when you're 80, you, you, you need to wake up to this. You need to wake up to it now. And so what's going to be really important for you is to live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. And that, that, that means you have to learn what does it mean to live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. And shows like this one, you pick up a little pearl here, you pick up a little pearl there, you learn new things all the time. You have to stop having so much exposure to the things that trigger inflammation. So you have to learn what are those things that trigger inflammation because by the time you get a disease, by the time you're diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which so many of your friends are now, so many because you guys have grown up on Starbucks and you're, you're I mean, you know, I, I, I used to go to D.C. to see my daughter when she was an undergrad and they loved when I came to town because I, and I'd love to go out and hang with them, you know, so they start their night at 10 o'clock at Starbucks and then go out drinking. I know, what's up with that? And, I'm like, oh, your yes, poor adrenals, yes. your ovaries yes, exactly, hate you right now. Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, but it was so much fun for me because I'd love to listen to these young people talk and argue about politics and what this jerk is doing and that jerk. And then, then the bill come, I always pay the bill. It was like 500 bucks for three hours with 10 people. You know, but they loved when I come, but I just love hanging out and listening because you guys are so smart. <laughs> You're so much smarter than our generation was. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but High five you, but wake up. But well, I'm still, okay, so the coffee is causing inflammation. What are some of the, these other things, foods that are causing inflammation? If you want to, for, for the vast majority of people, give me three weeks. And my book, The Autoimmune Fix, it's all about that. Give me three weeks and just notice how you feel. No wheat, no dairy, no sugar for three weeks. Notice how you feel. Have green tea, you know, stay away from the gluten-free foods as much as you can. You need a little pasta once in a while, have some gluten-free pasta, but it'd be better just quality meats, lots of vegetables, a little bit of rice once in a while, green teas for three weeks, and just notice how you feel. Then go out and have a pizza and a beer. And notice what happens to you. Yeah. Ouch. That's, that's what's going on in your body every single day. You just won't get slammed as hard as you will the day after you have pizza and beer. You'll get slammed. 
and you know people come back oh doc i felt so sick and i say that's great yes that's really great yes no one can argue with you now now you know this yes. is what happened ding, 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 ding. That's the best that's testing. Right. you don't have to do any testing that is just like giving your your body a ton of self-love for three solid weeks i mean you've got a book um we're gonna link everything here it's 247 five-star reviews so you're clearly failing there <laughs> sarcasm and then i have a program called the warrior cleanse where i say give me four weeks it's the same thing dr tom it's like you, you get this stuff out of your diet and you add it back and people really understand the relationship it's it's kind of like dating your ex and going back to your ex and then dating them in the first month is great and then you like after the first month you're like oh man now i remember why we broke up a long time ago the honeymoon's over yeah the honeymoon's over so so this is this is where i hear again and this is what i hear so commonly in my practice um, is that people will do the thing for four weeks, three weeks, and then they go and they feel the abuse and they're like, ouch. And then they slowly but surely get back into that. Oh, I just had one bite. So I know that's why you need the blood test. You need the blood test because the body language never lies. And when you do the right testing, comprehensive testing, and you see that your immune system is saying, we got a problem here. You've got a problem. Now, I know where you're going with your question, and, and I'm going to get to that. But I just wanted to say first, you have to have the marker. Guys, there's two ways to measure the temperature in the engine of your car. The first way is the hot light comes on the dashboard. You got a problem and you have to pull over really quick or you're going to blow up the engine. The other uh, way to measure the temperature in the engine of your car is that some cars will have a temperature gauge on the dashboard and it slowly starts to climb into the red zone and you can see what's happening before the engine's overheating. When you do this blood test, you're, it's a temperature gauge to see you're, over, you're, you're like too hot. You're running hot, and you're about, to, you're about to go into the red zone. The red zone is a diagnosed autoimmune disease. So to prevent the diagnosis of MS or Hashimoto's thyroid or lupus or psoriasis or vitiligo, which is when you lose the pigment in your skin, you got these white spots on your skin, to prevent the diagnosis, you need to learn to listen to the temperature gauges. That's what really good biomarker blood tests do. And the wheat zoomer is a great test for that. Now to your question about, can I have a little once in a while? Yeah, just a little, but it sounds so good. I fully understand. Just the tip. Just a tip. <laughs> once, once you have elevated antibodies to wheat, once you do, you produce something called a memory B cell. Now a memory B cell is with it, it's your memory. It doesn't go away. This is why vaccinations work. Like you, you get a vaccination for measles and you're protected now from measles. So 20 years from now, let's say you're going to go to Africa and you, you get vaccinations months ahead of time for yellow fever and dengue fever and these weird diseases. And you go to Africa and everything's fine. You have a good trip. Now you're going back 20 years later. You just need a booster shot two weeks before you go. And you, you just have to wake up the memory B cells to yellow fever and dengue fever and the weird diseases because you now have memory B cells from the initial vaccination. When you make elevated antibodies to wheat, you do the wheat zoomer test. When it comes, po comes back positive, you've got memory B cells to that peptide of poorly digested wheat. It never goes away. So when you have a single exposure, you may not feel bad when you have a single exposure. But any immunologist will tell you, what does it take to activate a memory B cell? It takes one one thousandth of the initial dose of the vaccine. One one thousandth of the measles vaccine is all it takes to wake up the memory B cell for measles. One one thousandth of a bite of wheat, a bite of bread, uh, smaller than an eighth of your thumbnail. It's all it takes to turn on the memory B cell now you get the antibodies back to the weak link in your chain, like MS, uh, to myelin basic protein, or to your thyroid, or to your joints, or to your skin. And those elevated antibodies will stay with you from two to six months from one exposure, even though you don't feel bad when you eat it. That's why you can't use how you feel as the marker, is it okay or not? You have to use the blood tests, and you have to have good blood tests to use. The wheat zoomer is a game changer. There's never been a test like this before. It's so accurate and so comprehensive that you'll look at it and you go, damn, really? Damn. But now you've got the evidence. And if you still choose to go out and party and do some pizza, 
Well, it's up to you, man. You know, but now you'll have two to six months of elevated antibodies that will go after the weak link in your chain. Is Oh, I was going to say, if I do happen to like lick a piece of cookie and <laughs> is there something that I can do? You guys are great. Can, <laughs> is, a little visual. This is a serious question. Like cat looking guys. at her paws and cat looking at the cookie. <laughs> I know, but, but is there something that I can do to help reduce the inflammation in the moment? Because sometimes I drink turmeric tea and I've to- been told things like honey help with uh, reducing inflammation. Are there other things that I can do? Oh, sure. There, there are many anti-inflammatories you can do. Vitamin D is a good one. As you said, turmeric, uh, fish oils, colostrum is the best for your gut, the very best. Uh, uh, glutamine, uh, uh, the vitamin C complex, bioflavonoids, asparagus. There's a lot of good anti-inflammatories out there. Um, in terms of weed exposures, we, we have these packets. It's called a gluten sensitivity packet, the GS packs. And it's what heals the gut. It calms down the inflammation and turns on the genes to heal the gut. And most patients, it's one pack a day. Uh, Mrs. Patient, there are 22 nutrients in here, but I'm not going to give you 22 bottles. I'm going to give you one pack. It's got six pills in it. But can you take one pack a day? One pack. And everybody can take one pack a day. Everybody can. So if you get an exposure, sure, you can do that. And for some people, but let me tell you how small an amount it takes. There was a study published a couple of years ago in a a dental journal of a child that they just could not stop the kid's celiac disease, Uh, diarrhea, failure to thrive, uh, uh, smallest kid in the class, not growing very well, uh, uh, coming into uh, puberty and not growing. uh, uh, I remember the other symptoms, but clearly, clearly a problem, completely gluten-free, Parents meticulous about it, completely gluten-free. But the child still had very active celiac disease, which is when you have a wheat sensitivity affecting your gut. They found it. You know what it was? It was the retainer that that the child was going to sleep with every night. The retainer, uh, it looked like a little plastic thing with the wires for a couple of the teeth to lock it in there. The retainer had a little bit of gluten in it. Wow. That's all it took. Lipstick. If you've got lipstick, you're inoculating yourself every day with gluten if it's got gluten in the lipstick. Um, uh, shampoos. If you shampoo with a, with a shampoo that contains wheat, you're inhaling the gluten and it activates an immune response going through your lungs from the inhalation of it. Uh, um, uh, suntan lotion. I mean, once you find out you have a sensitivity, then you start doing your homework. And guys, here's the thing about all this. This is overwhelming, and I know it's overwhelming, but this is the way to hold it. You want to win the ball game? The premise in winning the ball game is base hits win the ball game. Stop expecting home runs. It's the base hits. And if it takes you six months to implement all of the little base hits that get this stuff out of your lifestyle, then three months later, six months later, you redo the test, and it comes back that all the antibodies have calmed down to wheat, you're successful. Who cares how long it takes? If you can't do it immediately, you start reducing. All right, I'm going to try two breakfasts a week without any wheat. I'll see what that's like. And they say, oh, good. Yeah, I think I'll do four breakfasts a week. Oh, good. I, that's it on breakfast. I'm wheat-free now because I've discovered enough options. And then you go after lunch, and then you go after dinner. Be smart about this. You don't have to have a home run tomorrow. Say, that's it. I'll never have wheat again. That's kind of silly, and it doesn't work very well. Right. Yeah, it's, it is it is overwhelming. And I, and I think that the very first thing is to start to cut out the pastas and the breads and the things that, that bloat us and um, rob us of our vitality of sex hormones and energy, because a lot of people get that drugged feeling after. And it sounds like what you're saying is um, eliminate exposure, really stay away from it. But if we do have accidental exposure or if we're eating out and we're not all the way sure, um, I always carry you know an enzyme uh, that helps to break down gluten if I am exposed to it when I eat out. Um, I don't know if that helps exactly. a ton, but like I, exactly. I, I well, don't. You know, there's, there's only one enzyme that I know of that works, um, that definitely works. And it's because I put it together with two scientists and we've got the studies, 99% full degradation 
of any inadvertent exposures to gluten within 60 minutes. And that's the crucial thing is 60 minutes because any of these peptides that come out of the stomach into the small intestine that haven't been broken down yet, and that's within 90 minutes to two hours it comes out of the stomach into the small intestine, the sentries standing guard that activate the entire inflammatory cascade, they're called dendritic cells, the sentries standing guard are just in the first part of the small intestine so that any bug, anything that comes out of the stomach that's not supposed to be there, you've got to have your sentry standing guard right there. So many of the enzymes on the market that talk about helping to digest sweet, they work, but they take three hours, four hours. You don't have the time. You got to get this done right away. So it's, there, there's three names to the product. It's the same product. It's called Glutenza, GI Shield, and E3 Advanced Plus. Any, any one of those names, it's the same product. And on my website, it's called E3 Advanced Plus. E3 Advanced Plus. And all of our clients and our patients, uh, women carry it in their purse. Guys have a bottle in the glove box of their car. And they take one before they start eating because you want it at the bottom of all of this food that you're about to eat. And for example, if you order gluten-free pasta in the restaurant and the chef makes you your gluten-free pasta, but on the pot on the next burner, yes. he makes cooking regular pasta and he uses the same wooden spoon to stir the pasta in it's both that pots. serious it's that serious you got to have a, a colon condom if you will with these enzymes. <laughs> you guys are great you, you gotta be protected you gay and, and 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 that's just it is if you're not making it at home if it's out of your control then i know it sounds like a little bit of a control freak um ish and and, and you might have friends looking at you funny but you know what this is your body and just like dr tom said it, we really need to start taking better care of ourselves and, and waking up to the things that are around us and not just blindly trusting and i think that you know we'll just refer everybody to your um your book um your site there's so much information uh, that people want to dive into and it sounds like the summary of what you would say um if you could share only one thing with someone on how to improve their health what would that be be kind to yourself mm. Be, mm. Be, yeah. be kind just be kind and understand it's going to take months and months and months to do this and your generation isn't patient yeah. You want <laughs> you want it now. You want mm -hmm. home runs. And you can't do that with this one, man. It's not body language never lies and you can't fool your body. You can for a while. You can try and hack your body and do this uh, do this stuff to See, hack it's your okay. Body. It's okay. <laughs> and and what's gonna happen down the road is you go, Oh my god, but I I thought I was doing the right thing. You're 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 gonna learn the hard way. And if you're smart about it and just take your time Go for base hits and be kind in the process. You'll win the ball game. Do what makes sense, not what sounds like the coolest thing to get the, the uh, most results as quick as possible. Do what makes sense. You know, I have this visual of when we were kids and they used to say, hey, did you go to first base with her? <laughs> that. Right, exactly. that means a kiss. It, like, it's the same thing. So many people are very quick to go straight to home run sexually, too. Like on a first date, people, you know, sometimes they're just like, whoa, they, people are not patient enough sometimes in relationships, too. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to address that for the guys that are listening. Most guys that I know just want to go for the home run right away. You meet a gal, you go home, you know, let's get the home, let's, let's get it on. But what you learn is that if you do the base hits and just be patient doing the base hits and go for a double every once in a while and hit a triple in there, <laughs> then, then the home run is like nothing you've ever had before, man. It's just the best. It's so true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love how we just tied it in. What do you think, Cal? We just, that was kind of the tie-in for you play sex. That was the kaboom. Yeah, home run. Pulling it all together. Yeah, Dr. Tom, thanks for being a, fr a fresh breath of truth air for us and for our lovers and for everybody that you influence you are literally the bomb oh thank you so much it's really a joy to work with you guys i i i really have fun working with you and and for, mm -hmm. for everyone that's listening you know we try to make it pleasant and i try to tone it down <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this, this is toned down because when, <laughs> when when you see al gore's an inconvenient sequel and understand what's happening to the planet, then understand that's what's happening inside your body. And, and the body just has a whole lot more adapting mechanisms for a while, as the planet does. We don't see how the planet has adapted 
for years and years and years, and now it's not putting up with it anymore. But the same thing's happening in your body. And so be patient, be kind, and get smart. Amen. Thanks, lovers, for tuning in. This one is shareworthy, so make sure you share this one everywhere. It is our duty. And if you don't share this, you are potentially robbing someone or your loved ones from hearing this information that can be literally life-saving. So please hit that share button, hashtag eat, play sex, even if it's if you win our award or not. But this deserves to be shared everywhere. So thank you for your courage uh, beforehand. And thanks for spreading the word. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much, Dr. Tom. Thank you.